This is Chattanooga Civics. I'm Nathan Bird. The City of Chattanooga regularly works with nonprofit organizations to consult and provide services on projects that are outside the city's usual scope. One such nonprofit is the Trust for Public Lands, or TPL, a conservation group which seeks to bring the benefits of parks and nature to the places, people, and communities that need them most. I'm Noel Durant. I'm the Tennessee Institutional Giving Manager for the Trust for Public Land. That's a mouthful, but I'm the fundraiser for the Tennessee Office of the Trust for Public Land. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I was just hoping to open up. Tell me very generally about the Trust for Public Land. I know a little bit about it. I've seen it around, but just for all of our listeners, give a, a broad overview. Yeah. So the Trust for Public Land is a national conservation organization. We've been around since 1972. And our mission is to create parks and protect land for people, uh, ensuring healthy and livable communities for generations to come. So the way we do that is we partner with public land managers to acquire properties, plan parks, develop parks and trails, convey those to the public to be owned by the people in perpetuity. Cool. So uh, how does that kind of work in terms of handing the land over does it continue to be managed by the trust for public lands and that's kind of the mechanism or it actually gets brought back into some kind of public entity it is always owned by the public entity so okay. we are a facilitator we are a transactional specialist when it comes to real estate transactions mm-hmm. we'll do the deal with a partner that will own it and steward that long term so in comparison to a land trust mm-hmm. uh, that holds real property rights forever in the form of a conservation easement or lands that are owned uh, outright, we are, uh, yeah, we're a facilitator. And so we always have to have a partner. So we're kind of baked in to be a collaborative entity from the the very beginning. Okay, great. And so in this case, in, in this particular podcast, talking about the city of Chattanooga, you'd be facilitating these these deals for the city. Uh, and I'm sure you've probably done work with the county. And, you know, I was looking at your website, you do work all over the country. That's correct. Yep. So we, uh, we were, the Tennessee office was started in 1994 mm-hmm. when uh, the city and some of our leading institutional foundations were looking for a national partner for Greenway's planning, specifically the South Chickamauga Creek Greenway. And so we responded to that uh, request for proposal and we were selected and so we started working on uh, Greenway's master plan and we've been sort of the the keeper of a vision for a more connected Chattanooga since 1994. That's awesome so does that include the official Tennessee Riverwalk as well as all these side connector trails or because I know that gets really hairy with the city (laughs) and the county and there's a lot of different stakeholders there. Uh, I mean we we can't claim that the Tennessee River Park it's it's been uh, that has been a, you know, a vision for this community for going on 50 years, mm-hmm. but we've played a very significant role in the, in the creation of the river park system, mm-hmm. uh, whereby we are out there working with landowners, acquiring 
the public access that's necessary to build that trail corridor. So we, we were there alongside the county, alongside the city, alongside River City Company to think about, okay, we've got a line on a map. How do we take that line on a map and bring it to life? Right. And that requires building relationships. And so that's what the Trust for Public Land as a, as a specialist in, you know, early on really were a real estate focused entity. Mm-hmm. Let's do these transactions to make this trail possible to, to make these parks. That's where we were working from national parks to neighborhood parks. Mm-hmm. So you know, we've in the, the Chattanooga area, we've worked with the National Park Service. We've you know, worked with the state parks. We've worked with Hamilton County, worked with the city. So yeah, we're and that um, that sort of breadth of work and the idea that we're not in this alone. We always have to have a public partner has lent itself to some really rewarding opportunities over the years. Um, I'd say you know starting with the South Chickamauga Creek Greenway, as we were acquiring those easements along that route from Camp Jordan, where it starts right on the on the state line all the way to the Tennessee River, to the river park, we were able to build relationships with landowners, build relationships with community members and other partners uh, to, as we look at opening that this calendar year, you know, we're going on 27 years uh, of creating the South Chickamauga Creek Greenway. We have a really robust infrastructure and an interesting community tie to mm-hmm. that space. And that's really where the Trust for Public Land in its current focus is, is working. We have a strategic commitment to putting community at the center while addressing health, equity, and climate through our work. So that, that gives a, a little more of context to when we think about our projects in Chattanooga, when we think about our projects across the state and across the country, what's motivating us is that people are at the center of our work. We work alongside communities. And these three, these three commitments are really important to create strong, resilient communities that uh, are, are healthy. Um, and so that's a little snapshot of the Trust for Public Land, local context to some of our history mm-hmm. here, uh, and a little bit about how we are different from uh, a land trust, mm-hmm. which are vital. They're, they're incredibly important for, for healthy, natural communities and healthy uh, human communities as well, uh, but we are yeah we're a different different type of right. organization. Right. So you're not holding the land like a land trust would. You're facilitating these transactions and making sure the land gets used properly. Mm-hmm. How much uh, work does TPL do on on kind of the design side of these projects? So something like the South Chick Greenway, um, being, you know, the land being acquired through TPL, obviously, but uh, in terms of the design and you know, picking the finishes and, you know, there's a little park along the South Chick Greenway at, at a certain point that is really cool. How much of that work is done through TPL and how much is done through partners? Yeah. So uh, we we have the capability of taking a project from a line on a map to, to a completed turnkey park. Um, and South Chick Greenway is a great example of that. You know, various seg- segments of that project have been sort of led by various entities, mainly the city of Chattanooga and the Trust for Public Land. And so if you look at going from the Tennessee River Park and heading downstream or south, um, the first stretch 
that ties into the Tennessee River Park was acquired by the Trust for Public Land, designed and constructed as a project owned by the Trust for Public Land. We were essentially the general contractor mm-hmm. to make that work happen. And that was a uh, that was an important link and a really important part of our public-private partnership with the city of Chattanooga. Like that was a really challenging section to build, and it was a catalyst to move forward with completing the whole corridor. Now that, at that point in 2013, when we really started that project, 2012-2013, there was the Camp Jordan and Levy, Brainerd Levy section, and then there was a gap of three miles to the next piece at Sturkey Farm, and then there was a mile gap to the Tennessee River Park. So mm-hmm. it was in, in segments. It wasn't There wasn't sort of this continuous experience. Uh, and so that completing that segment sort of led as a catalyst to say, all right, we're, we have three miles left to go. Let's, let's figure out how we get there in right. partnership with the city of Chattanooga. And so does it vary from project to project uh, who is kind of leading the charge on a given project? Like who decided that there needs to be a connection from Camp Jordan to the Tennessee River Park? And then when does TPL come in? And is that the same every time or does it differ? Yeah, so that that goes back to the original vision of the South Chickamauga Creek Greenway was we have we have this amazing natural resource, the South Chickamauga Creek, uh, that when it flows into Tennessee and East Ridge, there's this public space. Wouldn't it be amazing if we followed along the creek to where it ties into the Tennessee River? And so at that point, they had the idea, okay, what, is, what would a trail look like along this route? Um, and at that point, that's when they said, all right, we need a partner to help uh, you know, help facilitate community, uh, community engagement around this idea bring in a design team who's got the capability to, to lay this out as a plan. And then we need a partner that can implement it, mm-hmm. acquire the, the public access, acquire the easements and the, the properties. And we need to start thinking about how we build it. Uh, so that's, we are often brought in when there is, you know, there's that, there's the vision. Right. And, or when there is, there's an opportunity and, Historically, when many when you're talking about real estate, a lot of times when something comes up for sale, people are like, "What can we do? How can we make right. this happen?" So, we were for a long time a very responsive organization. Where a great example of that would be Stringers Ridge, when uh, the plan came out that uh, the 96 acres on Stringers Ridge were under contract to be turned into 400 condominiums. The top 40 feet of the hill chopped off the community rallied and said, oh my gosh, we have to protect this open space. It's within a mile of the Tennessee River. It's in the heart of our city. Like, how do we protect it? And the Trust for Public Land said, all right, we'll step up. And at that that point, the organization made a significant commitment on behalf of this community to Mm -hmm. go out on a limb and actually uh, assume the contract when it fell through for the developer and then raise the money to pay ourselves back after we purchased it. And then- turned it into a park. So that was that's a great example of a responsive mm-hmm. acquisition, responsive park creation project where uh, there's definitely a vision of what Stringer's Ridge could be, but at the time it was kind of nothing. It was, right. It was like the, the no man's land of open space. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the idea of losing that catalyzed the community and we were the ones able to respond. And again, in partnership, that's a city park. It's encumbered by a conservation easement held by a land trust. So it really is the idea of collaborative, uh, the collaborative nature of public lands is really baked into how we approach a project. Mm -hmm. And I say that responsive as something of a historic context because we are also very focused on being strategic. And we look at the Trust for Public Land nationally. One of our key goals is we are focused on creating parks that are close to home, that are within a 10-minute walk of home specifically. So that's roughly a half mile. And what that means is if you have a park within a 10-minute walk, you can incorporate that into your daily life. Right. And that's really important for, uh, for urban residents. And we're also thinking critically around what's a measure of park access and public land access in a more rural setting. But the 10-minute walk is really how we're thinking about our work in context to urban areas like the city of Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of forms a basis for strategic thinking. Where are parks needed most? Uh, and then when you start layering on our other commitments for health and equity and climate, you can start seeing the stacked benefits of where a park can benefit uh, a neighborhood that's you know has a high percentage of impervious cover uh, meaning a lot of concrete and not a lot of trees uh, where there are, are significant challenges to public health outcomes and where there is a lack of public investment or lack of economic vitality in mm -hmm. a neighborhood and overlaying those and think of how a park can be a part of it's not the solution but a part of a solution to make a community more whole mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I want to backtrack just a little bit. Um, you're talking about how on the, on the South Trick Greenway, you were kind of brought in by the stakeholders to say, hey, we need somebody to manage this. And then it sounds like Stringer's Ridge, you played a more responsive role where you saw an opportunity and TPL jumped on that opportunity. And I'm guessing the city was brought into that kind of at a later point rather than sit the city leading the charge. Am I understanding that correctly? It was, it was sort of at the same time when okay. this opportunity so because of our very close working relationship with the city of chattanooga and i was not on the the team at the time but the nature of our relationship was that we were able to say hey this isn't we've got an opportunity very mm -hmm. early on before we we signed a contract we assumed the contract we talked with the city of chattanooga and they said yes we would be a partner in this and at that point, we okay. Now we know we can, we can move forward. Um, so it's although we're being responsive, it, it has to happen where we know we know there's a partner on the other end to mm -hmm. make the uh, to make it go from a public ownership perspective. Right. Um, and and we've had a uh, a strong working relationship with the city of Chattanooga since 1994, um, and are, are frequently speaking with. Uh, administrators across departments that whether it be within parks public works, engineering, economic and community development, uh, to think about how parks fit there. And um, yeah, it's it's been, we are, in terms of the, the story of uh, specifically greenway and trail development in the urban context, we are right there, you know, sort of wet at the hip with the city of Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. So we've talked a lot about the South Chick Greenway, the, the greenway that runs from uh, Camp Jordan to the Tennessee River Park on Amnicole Highway. What other projects do you all have 
kind of going on right now or that have been wrapped up recently that, you know, maybe our listeners might not know about yet? Yeah. So I'll, I'll mention in, in sort of order of uh, uh, timeliness of completion. So uh, we are currently working on um, a connection from Stringers Ridge into the city of Red Bank to White Oak Park, which has been a, a long-term vision since the idea of Stringers Ridge came about, mm-hmm. you know, in the, the late 2000s. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could connect to this new, at that time, it was a new city park in Red Bank. And so we, again, took a line on a map, went to the landowners, acquired the real property interest for public access, worked with the various land managers along the route, including Tennessee Valley Authority, city of Red Bank, to come up with a plan. And then we designed it alongside, uh, you know, working with a local engineering firm uh, to come up with what what the corridor could be. Um, And we're in process right now of contracting the work to finish that trail connection from White Oak Park into Stringers Ridge, creating mm-hmm. one of the first real neighborhood access points that's broadly accessible within the city of Red Bank to Stringers Ridge. Uh, so that's that's sort of next on right. the on the completion date. And then, as we look a little further down the line, we are working on a connection to the Tennessee River Park um, to Alden Park. So tying in, using an old rail corridor that we acquired from CSX Rail Lines, uh, using that corridor as a greenway following roughly 33rd Street um, to Southside Community Park, which is in uh, sort of downtown Alton Park. And then from there, how can we envision a South Chattanooga pathway connection to Eastlake Park? Mm -hmm. And how does this sort of reconfigure walkable, bikeable access across right. the southern portion of the city, which is really divided. If you look at uh, if you look at going from the Tennessee River and working your way e- east from there, there's significant heavy rail lines that are separating Alton Park from the rest of the city. I mean, there's very few uh, surface street connections because of those rail corridors. Um, and then you've got the Chattanooga Creek Corridor mm-hmm. and the wetlands and the the environmental legacy that that is Chattanooga Creek that sort of created that those are both significant barriers to connectivity across the southern half of our city. Right. And we are right now working again in partnership with the city of Chattanooga on uh, completing the design of the Alton Park connector, which is 1.3 miles from the Tennessee River Park to Southside Community Park. And then thinking about the next step from Southside Community Park to Crabtree Farms, which is uh, you can measure it in yards in terms of the distance, but if you were to have to walk or bike there, it's it's miles. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking about advancing that towards design and public acquisition of that corridor, and then again, that's in partnership with the city of Chattanooga. Um, and then from there, thinking about what, what sort of surface street improvements could be made, sidewalks and bike lanes from Crabtree Farms to Eastlake Park. Right. No, that's fantastic. I mean, that whole area can be really difficult to navigate if you're not driving. Um, you know, I live over in San Elmo, and I, I'm trying to ride my bike as much as I can, but crossing Chattanooga Creek, crossing uh, all the rail lines, crossing the in, the interstate at that point, all of that provides a lot of barriers. And then, you know, that's kind of north to south, and then east to west, you have all the industrial land, all the rail lines. It, it gets really difficult. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's great to hear that there's something come down the line on that 
Yeah, it's a really exciting opportunity. And I think one element that is really important for what this is what we call the South Chattanooga program is that, again, being a collaborative organization from the beginning, especially when we're talking about uh, a neighborhood, say, like Alden Park, that has seen, you know, seen its more than fair share of challenges over the years in terms of the environment, the the legacy of environmental injustices to that community and their economic isolation from the rest of the city. Mm-hmm. We had to start at the community level. And the team that I, I, I get to support as a fundraiser have done an amazing job uh, of not coming in and saying, doing the, the typical, well, what do you want to see in your park? Really understanding how do you, how do you think about parks? How do you think about your play, your neighborhood, your community? And, Coming out of that, we've built some really wonderful relationships working alongside the residents of Alton Park to understand their history, understand what they view as as their priorities moving forward and how the the work of the Trust for Public Land intersects with that and and supports their vision of what their community, uh, yeah, their vision for their community. And I I actually brought you a copy of our, uh, the history we commissioned written by a lifelong resident of Alton Park uh, around the, the neighborhood, how it started, where it is now, and, and how the, the Greenway mm-hmm. fits into their vision of the future. Um, and this is really critical. We think about moving beyond the sort of the visionary responsive into the strategic place. We have to also be very strategic in how we work alongside communities, especially if equity is driving our work. Because if we right. are not thinking of people right. at the very beginning, we're going to find ourselves in a place where what we're doing might not be in the best interest of the residents. Right. You don't want to come into a community and say, this is what you need. This is what you're getting. <sighs> Absolutely. That's the last thing that we want to do. Because again, as an organization that we don't own the projects that we are we're helping bring to life. The community owns them. Mm-hmm. And that that if we were to say, here's what you're getting, they don't they don't own that. They it, they don't belong to it. And the the resulting project might not have much of a of a life to it in comparison to working alongside a community, understanding their their needs, wants, dreams, vision for a future, helping facilitate that vision come to life and then they're the stewards mm-hmm. of their park they belong to it they're the ones that will be advocating for for resources to care for it, advocating for uh continued advancement of of public spaces in their neighborhoods that's really sort of at the heart of how we're thinking about public space and parks and trails so uh how does all of this get paid for is you know, a question that you seem uniquely suited to answer. Um, I'm, I'm assuming there's a lot of fundraising that goes into it, but are, are there grants and things like that as well? There, there's a significant amount of fundraising that goes into it. And the, the philanthropic community in Chattanooga has been very generous in supporting public spaces, uh, supporting trails, supporting parks. Um, and we also have an interesting funding model where there are often public sources of funds that can be 
leveraged using private dollars. So when we talk about a, a dollars, private dollars raised to public dollars utilized, we're typically able to, uh, to leverage $8 of public funding for every $1 of private funding we bring to a project. That's nationally. And when we think of projects like uh, the South Chickamauga Creek Greenway, now we're we're probably more in the one to four, one to five range, just because of some of the complexities there, um, where the private dollars, you're able to be more creative, more efficient with private philanthropy to bring a project to fruition. For example, uh, we're currently building a stretch, uh, a little over one mile stretch, um, actually just under a mile stretch behind the Tennessee Valley Railroad Museum, tying into the Cromwell Hills Apartments and tying into Lightfoot Mill Road and Youngstown Road Corridor. That stretch was so complicated in terms of the engineering and the design criteria that we retained ownership of that portion instead of saying, hey, city, you manage this. We retained that ownership to have maximum flexibility with how we procured the work, how we, uh, how we designed it, uh, still meeting ADA requirements. But it just when you've got private philanthropy, you can be a little more efficient and more nimble. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's sort of thinking about the, the funding mechanisms there. We u- typically utilize private funding for areas that are, you know, of, of very critical importance that have a lot of moving parts. Um, and are, we're also able to leverage that over the, you know, the course of a project. I mean, we very rarely do you have a project that's 100% privately funded. That's not very durable either because you're not, you don't have the buy-in of a public entity. So we typically want to be working in that, in that uh, ideally, that one to eight range. And that's actually one of the roles that the Trust for Public Land is, is, is facilitating right now with the city of Chattanooga. We have a, a funding source that the city isn't currently eligible for um, through land water conservation funding. You may have heard of some of the uh, legislation that was passed last year that uh, permanently authorized uh, land water conservation funding at $800 million a year. Um, we need to get the city of Chattanooga back in compliance to make that funding available mm-hmm. for parks investment. Um, so that's what we're helping the city of Chatt- Chattanooga do right now. Um, and there are other, you know, other smaller municipalities in the area. It's so easy to find yourself out of compliance from that. If you don't have a master plan, if you're not meeting the state plan for, uh, for outdoor recreation and planning, if you're, yeah, if, if you had a park that had received money from an LWCF 40 years ago, you didn't know about it, and you you turned it into something else. So there's all sorts of ways that you can fall out of compliance there. Right. But that's a really important source of public funding for parks on a national level that mm-hmm. we're focusing on uh, as a as a lever within within the, the Chinese market. So I don't want to get too into the weeds <laughs> on that, but that sounds like there's a lot there. Could you dive into that a little bit more uh, in terms of why is Chattanooga not in compliance? What does compliance look like? Yeah, uh, I could I could talk just briefly, broad overview. So there's a uh, the city of Chattanooga. This was many many years ago. had a had a uh, had a property that was conveyed, uh, and that property utilized land water conservation funds uh, when it was. When it was originally acquired or or built, so if you just if you had the land and you built something on it for a park, that means you have to keep it that way. Um, and at the time, the 
the records of that park having LWCF funding, they weren't there. And, uh, and it's a really arduous process to go through to get back into compliance. So we are uh, assisting the city of Chattanooga to find a replacement parcel that will um, facilitate getting back into uh, getting back into compliance there. Um, and in that process, it's been really interesting to uh, be a, a, you know sort of helping shepherd along a. a a project process that is really complicated. You've got to work mm -hmm. with the state. You've got to work with the National Park Service, who are the administrators of those grant funds. Um, so it's it's a really easy. It's a place that a lot of municipalities find themselves in, and it's really important for organizations like the Trust for Public Land to be a proactive partner. And I mean, we're not we're not here to we're here to to be solution oriented. And this is a really impactful source of funds that we we are excited to be utilizing to build new new facilities for this community in the future. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering uh, if you speak more broadly about what your relationship is to the city of Chattanooga in particular, in terms of how that has developed over time, how it changes, how it's affected by new administrations. Um, you know, how does the kind of civic landscape of Chattanooga affect TPL's work on a year-to-year -year basis, or is it fairly stable since you all came in in the 90s? Well, we, uh, our relationship with the city of Chattanooga, I mean, it's, it's formalized. If you've seen uh, council agenda sessions, we have a, a contract with the city of Chattanooga to be a partner in thinking about parks. Um, so we operate with the city of Chattanooga on a, uh, on a scope that we collaboratively look at for that course of the next year. So when they're, they're working on the budget cycle, when we're looking at the, the scope of work, like, okay, what are the priorities that we are going to be advancing in this next year? And work collaboratively with the park planning uh, team to make sure that those things are, are you know, what we both want to do. They're aligned, they're feasible to, to be completed or, or, you know, not completed, just measure of progress. Cause I mean, with public public interest projects, you know, they, they, they often span multiple fiscal years. Right. Um, and so that's that's the nature of our work. And I think the one of the wonderful things about being a, a longstanding partner is we have a significant amount of of, um, of evidence of our partnership and the, the impact of that partnership. So when we are working with a, uh, a new administration, it's really amazing that we can go we can go to a long-standing project like South Chickamauga Creek and say, here's you know, from 1994 to where we are now. And then a new project, say like the Alton Park Connector, and like here's the future of, of connected communities in Chattanooga. That's really motivating to know that the, from, a, um, from both our perspective to know that we can, we can be a, a really strong partner for, for a new administration. Uh, and they're coming in, they're not having to start from ground zero around these planning elements that we've been we've been a part of it we know we know how the city has operated for the last 27 years um, so that's a little bit of the nature of how we mm -hmm. how we get to get to work alongside administrations how we work alongside our, our city partners and the again with with the city of Chattanooga and thinking strategically well it's really been it's been very interesting to think about uh, geographic investment within parks 
and within trails. And as we think about the 10-minute walk, there's some really interesting elements if we look at the you know, sort of the top 10 sites for how we could advance the 10-minute walk in the city of Chattanooga. They're very geographically diverse. And they're not all in you know, the urban core of the city. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a significant, well, you know, we're probably hovering under 40% of the city of Chattanooga having access to a park within a 10-minute walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those pockets of where we can maximize access aren't in one council district, which is really great. Right. We get to work across right. uh, across many districts. Uh, and again, being community-driven, you know, the, uh, the council districts are where a lot of folks are engaging with the civic process in their neighborhoods. So it's it's exciting to be mm-hmm. thinking about, about the geographic opportunities presented by, by parks across the city. And then... What are just some ways that citizens can get involved with Trust for Public Lands? Are there opportunities to volunteer for, you know, physical work of, of building trails? Or is it more public engagement? Or, you know, even just making your opinion heard on, you know, there's a project coming down the pike and I want to, you know, I need this kind of connection. We talked about, you know, with the Alton Park Connector, you know, needing that public buy-in. So, so what is that process like for citizens to get involved? Yeah. Uh, so... As an organization, we're, we're very small in, tor- in terms of our staff. Um, we, have, um, we have somewhat limited, immediate, like hands-on volunteer opportunities. Most of those are through our partnerships. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, like the, um, the upcoming Public Lands Day, uh, National Public Lands Day, uh, towards the end of this month, there's going to be a facilitated uh, volunteer event up at Stringer's Ridge. And that's done in partnership with uh, the city of Chattanooga, with uh, the Southern Off-Road Bike Association, with the Friends of Stringers Ridge. And again, we're a partner in that, mm-hmm. but our, our role is really as a facilitator. So we don't have a ton of hands-on opportunities, uh, but that's a really uh, great opportunity for folks to come out and get involved and give back to public, uh, to public spaces that they know and love, like Stringers Ridge. Another great example would be uh, the South Chickamauga Creek Greenway Alliance, their work along South Chicago Creek doing tree plantings, uh, riparian restoration work. Uh, that's another opportunity to, to get out and volunteer on, uh, on projects. And then there are opportunities for folks to, to speak up when we're talking about neighborhood, uh, neighborhood access. Um, we, we try to focus our, our engagements really intentionally with the neighbors that are right there in the neighbor, you know, in, in that vicinity. Um, but we, we do need folks to, to speak up on behalf of what they want to see in parks. Um, so those are some of the, the most immediate near-term opportunities that I can think of, or sort of types of ways to get involved with the Trust for Public Land. I mean, I, I'd say in our, in our work, um, so many times we are, um, we are sort of looking at a level that doesn't provide as much hands-on tangible opportunities for folks to see, to see how we are doing the work. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a challenge as an, as an organization. Folks know of Stringer Ridge. They know of South Chickamauga Creek Greenway, but they don't know of the trust for public land and our role in that. Um, But through our partners, there are some opportunities for folks to get to know. And they probably already know these spots, but know them on a deeper level. Right. You get to uh, you get to work out there, and that that's how I've come to know and love a lot of these places. Is just spending time, um, you know, on South Chickamauga Creek, the 
the cultural heritage, the natural, the natural habitat that's present there is really unparalleled within the city of Chattanooga. It's, it's <laughs> I can geek out on that all day, <laughs> um, but I've only come to know that because I spend time out there, mm-hmm. and that's what motivates, I think, many folks within the organization is. The opportunities that public lands provide for someone to know a place, know their community more deeply. And what does that mean for the future of that community when you have citizens who are invested and know about uh, what makes that place special, what makes that place tick? And that, that I think, is really vital for uh, the future of a, of a community like, like Chattanooga. Great. Where can our listeners find out more about the Trust for Public Lands? Yeah. Uh, so the best way to find out about us is on our website. It's fairly easy. It's tpl.org. And uh, we have a Tennessee-specific site. So if you click around on the website and look for our work where we work, you can click on Tennessee and get a sense of the work we're doing here. Uh, another great way to get involved is uh, to come out at the end of the month on September 30th to Chattanooga Design Studios Civic Speaker Series. Rhonda Chapman, our National Director of Equity, will be hosting a, a roundtable around uh, public spaces through the lens of equity, through the lens of history, through the lens of authentic community. So hope folks can join. Great. Well, Noel Doran, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for telling us about the Trust for Public Lands. Thank you, Nathan. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chattanooga Civics. Our music was written and recorded by Kevin McLeod. If you have any questions or feedback, please send me an email at chattanoogacivics at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at chatcivics, or visit the website chattanoogacivics.com. Thanks for listening. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.